Okay. Are we on? I don't know. Yeah, you were live. All right. We're on on a little bit of delay. There we go. We are live. Uh, You know, oh, 12 seconds. Wow. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) You know, wrestling weddings nowadays, they just, okay. They just, haven't lived up to expectations, I guess I kind of want to say. Nobody got shot last week. Like, <laughs> what the hell was that? That was the one of the fail. Fail. You're on. Podcast. I'm trying out a new Chromebook today, new system. My whole studio was just under construction. Alf and Ted, they, they somehow made it through all this. Uh, but we are live, uh, as you can see. Uh, please do forget to comment below. Welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. We are always brought to you by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. <laughs> oh, it tastes so good. Yeah, nobody got shot last week. That was a little bit disappointing. It was actually a funny story because my wife went to me. She fell asleep the next day. So how did the wedding go? And then the last time she asked that, I'm like, dude, Johnny Bravo got shot. <laughs> just, I didn't have an answer for her. I'm like, nothing. It actually went according to plan. Anyway, uh, with us, as always, on the bottom part of our screen, joining us, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeCani. John, how are things today? Not bad, not bad. But hey, you leave the swing man out of the proceedings right away. It's not going to be as entertaining. I <laughs> know, right? Jeez. Uh, and as always, with us on the top part of our screen, Mike's made his cousin, uh, who was actually with with Mike Maida at Dynamite this past Wednesday, John Smith. Yeah, had a good time over at uh, the Dynamite and Rampage taping last Wednesday. Um, Made sure everybody knew that Cody is trash, and that's how I feel. And yeah, so it was. I, I accomplished a lot that day. There you go, perfect, absolutely great. Uh, let's just get right into it. We got a huge show for us today. A lot of matches to pick. A lot of points. <laughs> a lot of points on the line. Uh, with three shows, two shows by AEW and, and Extreme Rules. So uh, on today's episode, we have a new two-time. NXT champion in Tommaso Ciampa. We have new tag team champions in Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. I guess it was only a matter of time, right? All those losses, I guess they're about to... What it makes sense? Uh, We have an Intercontinental Championship rematch this Friday on SmackDown. Gary Maheffi is back to discuss NXT UK. And uh, we have a huge number one contenders match uh, this Thursday... Uh, we're going to find out who's got first crack at Dragon off. So Gary will be here with us, with us to, join, uh, to talk about that. Ryan Joy from MinutesToBellTime.com. He is with us. Uh, he will be discussing the G1 Climax, the biggest tournament in professional wrestling. It just started. Ryan's going to update us on all that. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows, which is always presented by Minutes to Bell Time. And, of course, sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, 
she'll like it too. <laughs> the girl, you know, she's so embarrassed when he calls her out on that. Anyway, uh, we're gonna main event our show with making our picks for both AEW Grand Slam, both Rampage and Dynamite. We got four hours of AEW this week. Also with WWE Extreme Rules, but we're going to curtain jerk our show with the pay-per-view from this past weekend. We have Victory Road and John DeConte, a dream match of mine. Uh, my number two guy, I'm at Shamburg up right now, is that we, I just painted my studio. Fun story, the color we used was called Man on the Moon. So I heard that, Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler had to go with it. My wife wanted some type of pale yellow. So we went with Man on the Moon. That is your color uh, for that. But John McConaughey, we had Christian Cage. And uh, Jersey's number one, uh, Ace Austin, they did not disappoint. They didn't disappoint me. I don't know about anybody else. I was completely biased towards this match. So that could have been garbage, and I couldn't have cared. But uh, John McConaughey, how did that go? Uh, it, it went exactly as you'd expect it. Christian Cage continues to, uh, you know, just perform. You know, he did, uh, I – personally was a little critical of him in his first match because he obviously didn't have his win, but he quickly made up for that. And he's been nothing but uh, a true pro and a, a top notch performer ever since you put him in there with someone like Ace Austin and the two of them uh, tore it up. Uh, this was only about a 12 minute match, uh, but uh, Madman Fulton got booted uh, right around the midway mark and uh, Christian would eventually hit the kill switch and retain and uh, sorry, that was me. Sorry. Well, okay. <laughs> but that's that's not where the evening ended. No. No, because the, uh, and, and shout out to you. I'm going to cut you off right there, John. I got to shout out to you, and I have to do this. You completely called this, and it hasn't been done. We I actually did the research on this. Option C hasn't been invoked in over three years. So a lot of people, just like you know, ultimate act, they they're they're just dusting everything off impact and they're throwing it right at us and explain option C that you so eloquently predicted. <laughs> now originally I had predicted it for Ace Austin to use, but as things started to roll forward, it, it, clearly it was Josh Alexander that they were grooming for this spot. Uh, so uh, at the end of the world title match, Josh Alexander made his way to the ring. And you have the two Canadians going face-to-face, -face, holding the two big belts in the company. And Josh raises his belt uh, right next to Christian's impact belt. It says, you and me, bound for glory. Option C, the underlying uh, bit is he will relinquish the impact X division title for a guaranteed shot at the world title. So your yep. biggest show of the year, you're going to have the two Canadians tear it up for the impact world championship. Yeah, and uh, from what I just saw on Twitter, I took, I took a little peek uh, just to make sure we don't miss anything before we went on air. And then that's going to be the, what they're going to lead off with is Josh Alexander coming out and relinquishing the X Division Championship. And that match will be official. Uh, this started a long, long time ago, 2012, a brief history on it. Started in 2012 with Ace, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Austin Aries. And then, I guess, I don't even know what his job title was, but the guy who was running Impact at the time was Hulk Hogan. So uh, Austin Aries wanted a you know, wanted more competition. He wanted bigger goals, and Hogan goes, fine, give me the X title, and uh, I'll make it happen. And Austin Aries, and this is the big underlying point here, Austin Aries only agreed to do it 
as if this was a regular thing that the X division champion at any time could just, it's called option C cash in. If you want to call it that the X division championship and get a world championship match. It worked for Austin Aries at that point. And he went on to beat raw Bobby Roode. I think it was Bobby back then. Chris Saban also did it. He uh, defeated Bully Ray and then three straight L's on this. So the winner of the option C has not really done all too well, but uh, they had Christian and and Josh. They had a nice little exchange uh, about a week and a half ago. I don't think it was this past week, but the week before. And he was on Team Christian, and they have all the respect in the world. So onward and forward to Bound for Glory. We have our main event booked. Uh, John DeConi also, um, speaking of big-name players that are going to be involved in Bound for Glory, Good Brothers, uh, it seems like they're, uh, they're, set, they're, they're bound for glory as well. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I really thought this was going to be the spot because Rich Swan and Willie Mack are out there just putting on great matches and putting on great matches, and just nothing's coming out of it. I, I don't completely understand what they're doing with these two because they are such good performers, but at the end of the day, it is the Good Brothers. So, uh, you know, we would get some, not outside interference, but Gallows was not in the corner. He was, you know, hanging around ringside. Willie went out, and the two of them had a little thing. Willie tried to crawl back in. Gallows would grab his ankle just to hold him up long enough for uh, Carl Anderson to hit a gun stun, and then Gallows rolled back in so they could hit the magic killer on Willie, and uh, Gallows would cover for the one, two, three. Went about 11 and a half minutes, a thoroughly entertaining tag team match, and uh, the Good Brothers, and still your Impact Tag Team Champions. Yeah, they're going to be going right in. I don't know if Swan and Mac are – I mean, I, I don't think they can get a rematch out of it. They were beat pretty clean here. It's not like they use like, dastardly tactics or anything like that. That was a cleaner. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who goes up against the Good Brothers – and uh, you know that, that the forbidden doors open. There's about 17 logos that flash before your <laughs> eyes when they promote Bound for Glory of all these different companies. So it could be anybody. So it'd be interesting to see where that comes. Uh, another tag team action, John Smith, uh, Miz and Morrison. I'm sorry, I keep on doing that. <laughs> Bruce and Morrissey. Uh, there was an interesting match with Eddie and Sammy, and then uh, Alicia had uh, she's. Uh, she wanted to be at ringside of the mace or Sammy stayed in check. And, of course, that backfired. Yeah, once we found out that she was going to be a, a, around ringside, we knew that she was going to end up getting involved. And it was pretty much all her fault at that point. But, uh, you know, this match didn't go as I expected. You know, we, uh, Sammy and Eddie we did a lot of a lot of good tag teaming together. You know, they a lot of, you know, quick tags, you know, Double team moves. It was a real fun match to watch, but uh, then Alicia gets involved. Morrissey ends up power bombing her in the middle of the ring. A nice, hard, stiff power bomb. Yeah, she took uh, it. Yeah. Eddie grabs her and walks backwards up the ramp for some reason because it takes less time to walk backwards, I guess. Um, to take to get her medical attention, leave Sammy all by himself, and then he that's just too much for one man to handle. And we get Moose and Morrissey with the big victory. Missed opportunity here. Like, could they have redone Hogan Savage and have Sammy carry Alicia to the back? That would have been something, huh? <laughs> I left Eddie hung out to try. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And, and then he plants one on her at the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, unfortunately, it would have went, uh, you know, by the wayside. Unfortunately, we just found out the news today. Sammy Callahan's out the rest of the year with a uh, broken leg. So, unfortunately, yeah. get well soon, Sammy. Uh, I guess we have to chalk Allen with Adam. Uh, it's unfortunate because Sammy kind of shines with events like Bound for Glory. So, um, get well soon, Sammy. Uh, in other action, the rest of the card, Decay, they retain the tag team championships. They defeat Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Uh, the Bullet Club, hashtag Finesse Club, they got the job done over Finn Juice, Matt Cardona. Uh, I'll save that one for the last. Uh, Taylor Wilde defeated Tennille Dashwood with a German suplex. She's really got that German suplex bridge down pat, Taylor Wilde. Good for her. Uh, Macklin defeated Petey Williams and TJP after Macklin covered TJP. After Petey Williams hit the Canadian Destroyer. It was the Canadian Destroyer that got... TJP down for Macklin to get the pin. So that move, when PD does it, is still as devastating as ever, and that makes me absolutely happy. And then an impromptu fatal four-way, uh, the Laredo kid uh, out of left field, he showed up about you know two days ago, and then he put him on the pay-per-view card. He gets a win over Trey Miguel, Jake something. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a five-way. Black Taurus and John Schuyler, guys who have kind of been there for uh, longer, longer than two nights. So Laredo Kid out of left field. I thought that was pretty random, but he got the job done. And then the match I alluded to that I uh, I kind of I skipped over for a second just because it leads into this Thursday. They finally had it. Uh, they had it booked. There was a notice qualification match where Mike Cardona defeated Rohit Raju after uh, a rough rider. I know it's called the rough rider anymore. I think I'm, getting, I'm doing push-ups for that one. Uh, but Chelsea came down to save the night when Rohit was just about to end it. And now Chelsea wants to do it um, honors by herself. So it was actually going to be Chelsea Green versus Rohit Raju this Thursday in Impact. Uh, was was it the, the, the hot mess? Laurel Vanessa, right? That was her name, the hot mess. Yeah, there it is. Hot mess versus the mocha skin manimal. Uh, <laughs> last time we saw these two in the ring together, Rohit Raju hit her with a tiger knee. Uh, she wanted it. She looked like she wanted it, so he gave it to her. Uh, John Smith, uh, I will uh, – actually, I'll, I'll shoot you over in a second. You did pretty well at Victory Road, so I'll let you lead uh, with this one. <laughs> Rohit has no problem beating up women, but I don't think he's going to win this match. I got Chelsea. Did we lose you? Did, can you hear me? Uh-oh. That's sure. That's I can't. Right. <laughs> All right. Defeat Rohit challenge. Uh -oh. oh, we got a chime in. Uh, we got a chime in here. It's going to be Josh Black call saying Pentagon does a better. Uh, Canadian destroyer. You're going very choppy. Uh, that's interesting. Great channel, though. Very, very nice, guys. Josh, that, thank you very much, buddy. We appreciate you listening. We, met, uh, we appreciate you commenting. Definitely keep. Uh, Keep us in your, your uh, ears. Keep on watching. 
<laughs> Keep on chiming in. We like the uh, we like to talk. Uh, you know, amongst ourselves, but. Uh, we'll keep going on here. I'm, John McConaughey saying O's, so I don't know if I'm freezing up. Yeah, you're getting a little yeah. choppy. Uh, but John McConaughey, who, who do you got, Rohit? Chelsea. I'm going to go with Chelsea. Uh, she's still wearing that cast. Uh, I thought it would come into play in the no DQ match, uh, but I'll say, you know, uh, maybe Cardona. Uh, distracts the ref and uh, Chelsea gets to use it for a low blow here to get the victory on Rohit. Looks like we lost Al in the in the uh, mixture here. So, so uh, I'm not sure what he was going to do next, but he was probably going to go over the uh, impact standings and then the overall standings. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to take down the name tags first because I'm not Al. But the impact standings, here we are. Oh, geez, this is why you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> what is this? It was 9-0 at Victory Road, followed by John DeConi, who did 8-1. Look at me. I barely broke 500. Uh, uh, well, no, I did 7-2. Al, Al barely broke 500 but still got a ton of points. So John Smith, you sit on top of the mountain there. And then, of course, that means – you got it perfect, and you lead the pack there as well. So he wasn't going to get into overall standings just yet. They're a little bit further down. Okay, that's fine. I just need, wanted wanted <laughs> to be recognized for my uh, my perfect pay per view. <laughs> well, since uh, since you since you're leading the impact uh, standings, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about the Bound for Glory special that's coming up? Oh yeah, on uh, Saturday, October twenty third at three p.m. If you can't, if your eyes don't work, or if you're just listening on the audio, uh, we will be doing a Bound for Glory special in the same vein as we do our WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam specials. So uh, yeah, that'll be on all of our our uh, mediums like you know Spotify, etc., iTunes. So that'll be a, a fun day for you guys right before. Uh, a fun pre-show before the, the, the pre-show. It's the pre-pre-show, just like Reverise does. Yeah, and it doesn't come on until 10 o'clock at night, uh, Bound for Glory. So oh, people wow. will be able to watch the pre-show, and then I, I believe it's a Friday night, so I think they'll be able to watch SmackDown and then Rampage and, and then watch. Uh, or is it Saturday? No, it's Saturday. I'm, I'm, our, be Saturday. Our special is on a Saturday, so I hope the pay-per-view is not on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Now, Al is backstage. Let me see if he would like to come in. And All right. There we go. All right. We can't this hear will you. will do a little bit better. So. There you go. Uh, Al, just right. so you know, we have done the standings, and we were just talking about uh, the Bound for Glory special. And I'll turn it back over to you. We didn't talk about your BFG potentials, so you can. Oh, okay, good deal. You want to stay on real quick before I kick everyone for Gary? I think this is where we're headed towards for Bound for Glory, guys. We're gonna have Christian Cage and Josh Alexander. That match is uh, gonna be booked official on Thursday, uh, unless they do something with Deanna and Mickey James on that uh, knockouts knockdown show. I, I don't know. That wasn't. <laughs> 
up in the air, I guess. You got to do something with the X Division title. Maybe have, uh, you know, just leave it vacated for the time being and let people just uh, just beat the crap out of each other for it at Bound for Glory. Ultimate uh, X. In the influence, there's been no hints about that. That is just something I want to see. And, of course, they have the, the Collier Shop Battle Royal. That just uh, annual tradition. Uh, Rhino did win it last year, and he used it. He cashed it in and got the uh, the, the Impact Tag Team Championships with the K for a hot second before Rhino got kicked out of it. So uh, we did lose somebody a year ago in that battle royal. I think it's maybe it's been a year. Maybe get out some saltines, some cheese whiz. <laughs> maybe get Heath back for that. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. He's had plenty of time with his kids. He's probably you know, like, you know, one month per kid. He's able to spend a lot of time with them. There I, you go. I think that Josh Alexander Christian Cage match is actually already official. I think they've you've issued the graphic and everything. Oh, really? Nice. Good to go on that. There we go. Yes, he's, he's handing it in. He's relinquishing it on Thursday. So okay. it will be yeah. if it's not official now, it'll be official probably about eight oh five on Thursday night. So. Now Mickey James is doing commentary for Knockouts Knockdown, so it'd be kind of. So I think you're right. I think that's bound for glory match. All right, good. That's where I want it to be. Hardcore country. I'll show her hardcore. Jersey strong. All right, gentlemen, we are going to bid you adieu for a little bit. We are going to bring in gentlemen. Thank you very much for covering for me, Ryan. Thank you for hopping in, um, Johnny on the spot as always. I do sincerely appreciate it. But uh, hopefully, with uh, you know old faithful, my other laptop back, we should be good to go the rest of the way. So, gentlemen, uh, go take a break. Uh, say, you know, say hello to your loved ones. I uh, got some groceries, and we will see you in a little bit. Grocery two. As we bring in all handsome Gary Mahaffey. Gary, we missed you last week, pal. How's everything going? Not too bad. Everything's going okay. Yeah, it was just one of those weeks last week. It's just nothing. Everything was wasn't quite fitting in where it should have, but all good now. All good. Yeah, we didn't do any favors by going on two uh, two hours earlier either. So that was uh, that one was on my bad, but uh, no. school function I couldn't miss. So, but uh, Gary, how are things? Everything looks good uh, from this end, from my end. Uh, we're going to yeah. ready to go. Uh, let's see what happened last week on NXT UK. Uh, pretty deadly got the job done in their tag team championship match. Yeah, I was. I mean. It was one of those things, obviously, I mean, I know it wasn't on last week, but we've talked for a while of, like, will somebody take them down? Who'll take them down? And I actually did look at it, and you, you go, well, Wolfgang's gone off on his own. Oh, the two coffees, okay. And, yeah, there'd been the odd thing, obviously, backstage, and again happened this week with Jordan Devlin and, and Joe Coffey and stuff. But I I had an inkling, there was part of me thought, coffees are going to do this and part of me thought they're going to stick with pretty deadly for a while and it was almost a toss of a coin because they seem to be nxc uk doesn't as we know they don't kind of just change belts for the sake of it um and they do seem to be really keeping things with pretty deadly and and going through teams saying that i'm not sure who's going to come through to beat them mind you but um but they really are they're giving them a good opportunity and as with most pretty deadly matches for me the first sort of five minutes of it or so, it was like, come on, gents, keep going. But once they get kicked in the gear and they get going, they're great. Uh, yeah. And it was another really, really good match. Yeah, it's almost like, who's left for them now? Now, we were running into this problem with Kaylee Ray. We we did run into this problem with Walter. It, had, it took a rematch to get it off them. Um, I don't know if they're going to start coming up with these makeshift teams, maybe a team like Noam Dar and 
Shaw Samuels. I suppose you've got Jack Stars, I suppose, and, and Dave Bastiff, I suppose, could come through as well. I might kind of go for them. So Yeah, that's right. I forgot. And, that would, and that, that would again be one of those ones that would allow Pretty Deadly to go, oh, look at us. We're the most handsome tag team in the world. Flip's sake. You've got Dave Mastiff. What's going to. And then they could. I mean, they could, it allows for a bit of interplay there, I suppose. So. Yeah, Jack Stars with a championship win. I think that would be. I don't want to say as. It wouldn't be shocking now, like Leon Ruff was. That's a, that's the first thing that came to mind. With that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jack stars with a championship win. That would that would be good because like you said all those those things backstage. They, they showed yeah. the video clips of it, what everyone was saying about Jack stars, and you feel that wasn't scripted. You feel that was genuine. You know, it yeah, fits yeah. into the story, but I think there were genuine genuine comments. So uh, good for them. Uh, but backstage with Mustache Mountain, uh, Tyler Bate, he started off the promo. He's you know, obviously watching the UK title picture, you know, with, with Dragonoff, and he's also watching the Heritage, uh, Heritage Cup uh, tournament, and he was cut off mid-sentence <laughs> by Trent Seven. He was like, oh, hold on, we got to talk about the tag title. So Trent's not done with the tag titles, but it looks like Tyler, they're, uh, they're, they're, it's coming. I, I guess it's, that's the, the point of this. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's coming, and, and like we've talked for a long time how – I felt that there was like a the say a Trent Seven heel term was coming that he was gonna go, and every now and again they keep teasing me and being oh something's coming something's coming, but they're just letting it all play out. There's no rush. They don't need to rush anything. It's just letting it letting it work its time out. And I do feel, I mean, I've, I've been watching the show the last couple of weeks, and with with so many shows in England now and over here even in Ireland that are allowing some fans in, you kind of go. Okay, maybe at one at some point soon, whether it's a taping or whether it's a, a big show, that they'll do a show with fans, and I think it's something like that. When there are fans, maybe the Jack Stars, as you say, title win, maybe the the Trent Seven heel turn, those sorts of things you could do if there were fans there would make it much more effective. So just giving the slow build until they know what they can do with that is a good way to is go. There, is there any word on any type of live like? They're, we're flying. We're flying over. Like WWE is flying over to do a UK tour I, within the next couple of weeks. So it's well, they're here, they're here now. I mean, they're there now. Oh, they're, they're here now. They're coming. They're coming back in November, but they're here at the minute. Um, and so when I mean, they're over in London today, actually, there were a few videos I saw on Twitter with Rey Mysterio meeting Jenny and Trent Seven and stuff. Um, so they're here at the minute. So that's what I don't quite understand when. When they're able to do shows like that, how they can't get the okay, even to put like a hundred people in that BT studios just to make it look like there's somebody there, but I don't know. Yeah, like they, they did takeovers without fan, like they did stuff without fan. Like I just want, we need like a big take. We need yeah. something to get these guys. Going. Although I am enjoying the fact that each week is special. Yeah, yeah. There is no take. yeah. You never know what's going to happen, so I do appreciate that fact. But then, like, I I miss the. You know, yeah, yeah. the and circumstance of it, you know. Uh, in the women's division, Amelia McKenzie, she defeated Stevie Turner after a running double knee strike. Post-match attack from Blair Davenport on Stevie Turner. Uh, and then she flies it reinstatement. And as I said, she's just, there you go, anti-establishment. She's just going against the rules. And she's beating up heels, which I think is hysterical. But, yeah, that's the thing. Because when I saw it happen on this first, I had to rewind and watch and go, it's a, it's a, who did she not beat up Amelia McKenzie? I said, oh, no, it wasn't. It was Stevie Turner. Um, <laughs> as you say, it's just like attacking anybody. And it's like, I can't wait to say kind of 
the 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 feud nobody knew they wanted between Sid Scala and Blair Davenport, but it's really good. It's but it's great. I'm really enjoying it. I genuinely. This is gonna be right up there with Austin McMahon. Like that's that's what I'm thinking. Davenport and Scala. Like (laughs) someone needs to put Sid in his place anyway. He's been ending up scot free. I think a little bit too much recently. So yeah, that that that'll be fun. Um, Isla Dawn, same in the women's division. Isla Dawn was in Jenny's dressing room. That that can't be good. That she left a pentagram on the mirror. Uh, Jenny was. Uh, it almost seemed like she didn't know what the pentagram was. She was just <laughs> disgusted that somebody else was in her dressing room. So I think that was funny. But Isla Dawn again, she's up to her tricks here. Yeah, I. It's just again, it's like with Blair Davenport attacking everybody left, right, and center. You have Isla Dawn. Doesn't matter whether you're the crowd like you or the crowd hate you. I mean, she's gone taking things from everybody and getting under everybody's skin. So it's interesting to see where they're going because I'm not quite sure. Um, but they say it's, it's an interesting character twist, like. But okay, so speaking of interesting interesting characters, uh, I guess I, I maybe it's not interesting. I just don't know who this Charlie Dempsey. Have that again. This, this is up. This is, this is this is why we pay you the big bucks to be our UK senior correspondent. All right, Charlie Dempsey, enlighten us. Yeah, it's, as soon as I saw the the video, when the video started, I went, "Oh, this is that fella Matthews. This is this is William Regal's son." And then they went, "Oh, I'm Charlie Dempsey," and I went, "What?" Uh, and obviously they changed his name, but they seem to be giving him almost. Across a gimmick wise, almost a cross between his dad, like William Regal, and Fit Finley, almost of going, I'm an old school, I'm going to wrestle you down, and I'm going to pound you into the mat. And you're going, Ooh, okay. Um, it's proper British style wrestling that he's been studying. So he's had the one match, obviously, that he lost a few months ago. Um, and he's been training away since. So hopefully, at some point over the next few weeks, um, he'll come in. You would imagine being Regal's son, and with the training that he's had and stuff over Japan, and then coming over here, you kind of go, okay, um, he should be good. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can actually do when he's allowed to. So yeah, there you go. Throw him right into the fire. Very interesting. Um, last week also the Heritage Cup, the first semi-final match, a little heel on heel action, uh, right up John Smith's alley. And it's it's funny because both of these guys is that one guy calls himself the scum of the earth, and then, and then you got Noam Dar. It is just Noam Dar is just <laughs> Noam Dar, and he's just, he's a scumbag. You know, he's just like, he, he is who he is. And he's not. Who can out heal who here, Gary? Yeah. How did this go? I know. I mean, it really was. We were saying that we were saying that in in pre-production. It was going. It was one of those things of like what will happen. And as you say, we had. Um, when Kenny Williams, I was surprised when he went 1-0 up and when he got the first fall in, in the second round. So I'm going to get the hiccups here. Thing. Excuse me. Um, But when you then had, as you said, Noam Dar outwitting him and doing the old almost Eddie Guerrero distraction, mm-hmm. uh, throwing the bottle, with the bottle coming back into play from, from previous weeks. Um, it, It's coming back in. And then obviously you had Shah Samuels under the ring. Um, making his maneuvers for the, for the second fall, um, and as you said, it was good. It's like you had both trying to outwit each other, but one that just kept his friends close enough to make sure that they could wheel their way in and do it, it was great. Um, and it was a, it was a great little match. And um, again, I'm interested to see now who they put against Noam Dar because 
it's another one. The other semi-final is one of these things you can't quite pick it. Um, oh, is he? No, I was going to say. <laughs> John Cena, yeah. The road of John Cena. Um, it's interesting because you have Teoman, who they've really been putting stuff with the family and pushing all that side of it. But yet you've got Wolfgang, who they've almost taken out. He was obviously one of the, the part of the tag team in Gallus, and they've taken him out and given him a push on his own. And you're going, again, would a heel versus heel final work? What would they do? How would that work? So then you think, oh, they'll give the win to Wolfgang, and then you go, but are they going to beat Teoma? So again, it's another one of these matches that you kind of go, oh, you're not quite sure where they'll go. Yeah. Either anybody could win, both of them would be justified. So, And the UK doesn't do, like, there's an easy way out here if this was Raw or SmackDown. It's just a DQ, like, BS finish, like, yeah, yeah. safe face for whoever. They don't do that. It's like, no. they don't do that overseas in the UK. There's going to be a winner here. Yeah. And someone's going to get beat twice because you have to win two falls to win these things. <laughs> um, and it, it seems like every round's going five, uh, no more, no less. Uh, so I, any, I got, I'm going to go with Wolfie. Like I said, I, I think they just did the heel versus heel. I think that was great. I think they just leave that alone for now. Uh, but I think I know I'm Dartiel, man. Matt, again, this is who's the bigger D hole, you know? I know. The See, that's that's the thing, and, and with with the way that Noam Dar had Shah Samuels doing his dirty work. You could see um, when in the Teoman Wolfgang match, if Teoman then has the ones coming in and doing his dirty work, and then you could have the final where they kind of almost both have their their lackeys sent out, and it's just the one on one. So it could go either way. If I had to choose, actually, I would nearly go Teoman, but we'll see where we'll see where we go. But. Yeah, we'll go against each other. It doesn't matter. No one's winning anyway. Does it really matter? <laughs> no one's winning anyway. <laughs> Get that cup for no. One. I was talking about. I think I was talking. Uh, I was talking about it with Ryan last week. I forget who I was. Uh, was uh, who filled in for? I don't think anybody filled in for you. But if they just have the trophy just on the set of the the Supernova set. That's yeah. perfect. It would yeah. be absolutely perfect. So I just yeah. think this has got Noam Dar screaming it. So. Uh, hope was there. But then we have another interesting scenario here, Gar. Uh, Sid Scala, he came out. He introduced Ilya Dragunov as the new champion. But apparently Dragunov's still stateside. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There's a video, John. Uh, I thought he would have been back there by now. But I guess uh, I guess maybe they taped it too far ahead in advance. Uh, yeah. uh, everybody wants to know who their first challenger will be. So here comes Nathan Frazier. Then here comes Rampage Brown. Then here comes Aiken. They all threw their names in the hat. So we have a triple threat match. This was an easy call by said Scow in the middle of the ring. We have, you know, Rampage Brown, Nathan Frazier, and Aikid. This is – Gary, I'm putting a lot more on this match because I'm thinking the winner of this match could easily beat Dragunov. Yeah. Here's my thinking on it, okay? So, okay, Walter, 1,000-day reign. Pete Dunne, 600, 700-day reign. And he had Tyler Bate, who was the original champion. He had it for a little bit before things got started. Lost it, you know, it wasn't right away. It was probably like 200 right. days or whatever it was. But Ilya Dragunov did the impossible. He beat Walter, right? Does he need a long title reign on this? Like, he could drop this title in his first title defense to the winner of this match and nobody would bat an eye. He would not lose anything. It doesn't matter. He is already made because he is the guy that ended the thousand day yeah. as Walter. So I'm looking at this match as they can just go. You go from a thousand day reign to a twenty day reign, and whatever what the math is. 
this could be interesting. So yeah, and it, it's almost actually the the reason you could see them doing it is everybody goes, oh, now that you've won the title, you you have a long title reign as you say you've had all these. So all of a sudden, if you have a short title reign, you go, oh, okay, they might just change it whenever, so you don't know every match who's going to win it. Uh, and actually, for this triple threat, they all have. I mean, you kind of look at a kid and you go. Right, they see him as the future, that's okay, they could do it for him. But we've had the conversations about Rampage where I've said, yeah, I think he's the kind of one as an interim you could build it around. But yet for Nathan Fraser, you and I have had the discussions of he needs to win sometime, he can't keep losing. So you kind of, for all three of them, you went, how are you meant to pick this? Uh, and he can't even toss a coin unless it lands on its side. <laughs> Um, but I, so I, it, it, is, it is one of these ones. Everybody has a um, the opportunity for it. There still is part of me that thinks that Rampage will win it, and then that they'll give Dragonov one more win over another big boy, um, and then whoever they want to kind of come in and build around. And it could well be actually a kid. I could see them doing it with him. Um, having them win and then kind of build making another franchise player but um it's a it's a it's a good thing to have that all three of them literally you could go if they win you go yeah okay uh, and yeah. you can see reasons for it so it's a good place to be and that's what nxt you can and that's why i like these weekly there is yeah. no takeover because every every week it's 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 special it doesn't lead to this is what it leads up to it's, it's but so yeah, I'm gonna go rampage. But I think he should win this. Honestly, I think, and unfortunately, I think Nathan Frazier is gonna be the one that gets pinned. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he just can't get off the ground yet. He's in the tight, yeah. but he's in the pictures. He's not winning, yeah. but he's he's losing his way up. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that sense. I mean, it's one of these things. I mean, he can lose the match and not get buried. It's not as if he's going under. I mean, if they have a really, really good match and everybody goes, blimey, those other like the other two, Nathan Fraser and Egghead, aren't they great? And you go, if they get involved in a conversation like that, then they can afford the loss and they can build from there as long as they do something with them. But they need to do it soon. Like, but. Yeah, as long as Sting doesn't go overseas with his golden shovels or bearing young talent like he does in AEW. <laughs> 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 Gary, uh, thank you again for staying up with us tonight. We appreciate it as no always. Glad to see you back on. Uh, we will see you next week, correct? Yep. Shall see you then. All right, sounds good, Gary. Let's, let's, I mean, I always put, I, I'm gonna, give me one second, because I always do this to John Smith. He doesn't like it. There we go. I'll get your name, but it always ends up on his face. So uh, we're going to bring back in John Smith. We're going to bring back in John DeCani. I, I miss John Smith. There we go. Boom. There, there we go. I am. There he is. There's John. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize for uh, my little mishap earlier. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Billy Reynolds. Billy Reynolds logo. Billy Reynolds lives on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we found out uh, going into last week, uh, Samoa Joe is injured. He cannot uh, be champion anymore. So we not only have a new, uh, a huge, I didn't think it was going to be this much of a change of NXT 2.0, I guess, which is now officially called. But we're going to get a new champion as well, John Smith. And uh, as you are, uh, this is, you are still the senior correspondent if you want to be. And I guess that will be my first question before we get into, before you uh, give us your opinion on uh, the championship match and 
the new champion. So what did you think of the show and son of a Beverly? Well, considering everything that's gone on and my uh, my impact record, I think maybe I should be the impact correspondent from now on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm NXT through and through. Now uh, we started the show off with a with a nice little promo from all four of the guys in the uh, in the main event. We got Champa, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and L.A. Knight. And at the end of L.A. Knight's uh, promo, there's some weirdo standing next to him. Turns out his name is Braun Breaker, and he says that he wants some action. So L.A. Knight told him, yeah, go to the ring. I'll beat the bricks off you real quick as a warm-up for tonight. Two and a half minutes later, Braun Breaker's got his first victory in NXT with a power sl- with a with a overhead press into a power slam. So now we, yeah, so now we got L.A. Knight 0-1 on the night going into the, uh, into the main event. Halfway through the show, we get a, a, a Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland jumping Kyle O'Reilly in the back. So now he's out, and he gets saved by some guy named uh, Von something. I forgot his name at this point. Right? Von son Ratch. of a Beverly. He's the son of a Beverly. That's oh, yeah, he's one of the Beverly no, Brothers kids. Yeah. yeah, that guy's got a jaw on him. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he makes the save, and just because he makes the save, he ends up in the main event for the NXT championship. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that don't, that that aren't too happy about that. Um, So then we finally get to the main event. So it's Ciampa versus this guy, Von Wagner, LA Knight, Pete Dunn. Um, The the, the buildup to the match was more exciting than the match. The match, you know, didn't really, uh, do it for me. I guess maybe because the, the, there's a, a there was a new face in there, and I just didn't understand why he was in it. But I never really got into this match. But then when Tommaso Ciampa takes the victory, then everything just felt right with the world. It's like okay, there was all these changes yeah. in NXT. We're NXT 2.0, but you know what, Mister NXT is your champion, and now for the second time. So my, the, the question that comes out of this: Who did LA Knight piss off? Like, oh my god, that only okay, you lose the, the debuting Rick Steiner's son behind Brock Breaker. Then he got pinned in the championship. I think he got hit with all the finishers, too. Or whatever. I don't know if it was who did LA Knight piss off? Oh my god, yeah, that's uh, maybe just Vince knocking him down a peg after he got, he got such a, a push right off the bat. Who knows? You know, hopefully, Triple H is out of the hospital and back to. To write in these shows, yeah. Uh, Braun Breaker, he actually, <laughs> that I, I was, I was a little weary getting into that championship match too. I, my heart wasn't in it because I'm sitting there like, who is this Von Wagner and why is he going to be the NXT champion in about ten minutes? <laughs> like I was like, I, I, I can't believe this is. Because Vince already got me once, and we'll get the you know you you tell Vince was writing the show the the, the, the tag team to the six but we'll get to that in a second. I'm just like, it turns out he's the son of a Beverly. I don't know if it was Bo or Blake, but uh, which one of the Beverly brothers? I keep on saying that. I'm gonna continue using that because I, I think it's funny. But uh, yeah, James Wheeler, he too. Yeah, I was so excited. Ooh, that is it. There we go. I was so excited with Tommaso Ciampa. One back the NXT Championship. Uh, Minutes of all time confirming it is Bo Beverly. Uh, Bo Beverly. So I guess Blake is his uncle. Okay. 
So, uh, Braun Breaker uh, approached Tommaso Ciampa, Ch- you know, congratulated champion, uh, Ciampa on the championship win, getting Goldie back. We get that again, which is fun. And then Ciampa, congratulations on, you know, winning your first match. And now, all of a sudden, not only did we get a guy, first match is the NXT Championship, we're going to get a guy. Now, the second match will probably be an NXT Championship match in, in Braun Breaker. So... This is a very new NXT, and I guess we just got to roll with it and see how it pans out. Uh, but John DeConi, like I said at the beginning of the show, it was, it was, it was it's failed expectations because nobody got shot. You know, but and like I said, but I know as the Impact correspondent, I, did, did Johnny Bravo get any award for that performance last year or, or did he not? I don't think. There was, so. was just too much uh, too much. Too much fodder by Swinger. Uh, you know, Swinger <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there were ten nominees like there is for Best Picture, Swinger was like eight of them. So, <laughs> so it just seems like Johnny Bravo just ruined all winning for us going forward. But this one was fun. Johnny had yeah. some moments. There were some moments throughout it, so it was it was still good. And then we got, I guess, the big reveal was Kane saying "suck it" in a voice box. Or <laughs> <laughs> so we had the wedding of. Dexter Gaylord Loomis and Indy Ophelia Hartwell, which immediately, as soon as we found out her middle name was Ophelia, you know, you start getting Shakespearean references. That that could be dangerous by the end of the proceedings, but turned out to be okay. Uh, we had Iki Manjiro, who was the ring bearer. Uh, somehow, you know, he wound up with the rings inside his very colorful jacket. Not sure why or how, but we got to see, you know, the inside of his jacket. We get to the or forever hold your peace portion of the proceedings. And about half the people in attendance raise their hands. And then Dexter kind of opens up his jacket and lets everyone know that he has one of his throwing axes on him. Mm-hmm. Suddenly no one has anything to say. Uh, then uh, we get we get Indy. She has some very heartfelt... Vows. Uh, uh, Vows. Yeah, those are the words. You can tell it's not one of those things I've been through. Uh, <laughs> they didn't play fast money, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody had as cool a wedding as you. Come on. Um, so that's it. <laughs> so uh, she had some very heartfelt vows, and Dexter countered with a big old thumbs up. The wedding officiant seemed to almost take uh, offense to that, and you know, was kind of getting <laughs> on Dexter like, "What are you doing, man? That's all you got to say." And he was silenced rather quickly and beth phoenix took over and from that point on everything went as you would have hoped including dexter loomis speaking his first words which thankfully were i do i do yeah there's an austin theory it was good to see him back austin theory it was fun and he was the one that gave Ike Manjiro the rings and then hey, you don't even know him how do you know him you don't even know him. <laughs> Johnny stole shows. Also, awesome theory was funny. Uh, Andre Chase had a funny bit. Uh, so yeah, that was good. So it was just a, it was a, a, a wedding flavored wedding. And they lived happily ever after. So yeah. no major disasters. No, none. And a very unwrestling wedding. <laughs> Nobody got shot. Uh, in tag team, and here we go. Vince McMahon ripping off Vince McMahon. Casey Catanzaro. <laughs> And Caden Carter, they defeated Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane via disqualification when Mandy Rose came in, uh, jumped in, and she attacked Casey. Three-on-two beatdown ensues, which was thwarted by Saray. 
So we come back from commercial, you know, thinking of the next segment. Well, it turns out the segment's going to continue, but it's match is restarted as a six-woman tag team match in which a team now known as Toxic Attraction, which is Mandy Rose now uh, being all brunette and stuff with Gigi and JC, Nathan and Sare, Casey and Caden after the jumping knee, which is also better than Kenny Omega's, uh, <laughs> by Mandy Rose on Caden Carter. I, I don't see Kenny Omega getting any pinfalls on his on his V trigger. Right? I just saw Mandy Rose do it last week, so <laughs> chalk one for Mandy. So toxic attraction, Britney Spears comes to mind. Do you don't you know that you're toxic? <laughs> Imperium defeated the new team of Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen when Aikner you uh, used a double underhook superplex. Uh, so we got Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs was in the uh, the breakthrough tournament. Excuse yeah. me, breakout tournament. So we know that Brooks Jensen's new. Carmelo Hayes did an in-ring. Speaking of breakout tournament, the winner of it, Carmelo Hayes did an in-ring interview. Introduced us to Trick Williams, which apparently I guess is a childhood friends, uh, and also a big Conan fan, because uh, he's all bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. So uh, Trick don't like humble Carmelo Hayes. So Carmelo Hayes agrees, and now Carmelo Hayes is an egotistical d-hole. Duke Hudson came out, I think, for a match, but got his ass kicked by Mello and Trick on his way to the ring. So now we have Mello and Trick running around together in Bean Hills. Uh, and that. Rich Holland defeated Drake Maverick after Northern Grizz. So Drake Maverick pulling double duty. Look at that. He goes from almost being fired. Actually, from being fired. And now he's back home to France again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he does have a tag team partner on NXT. He was at ringside. I can't remember his name, but that guy, he's an up-and-coming superstar. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, video package. He's a new guy. He's a former amateur wrestler from a family that runs a waste management company, fish market, and meat markets, and he knows that the money is NX in NXT. Insert Tony Khan laughing his balls off. Uh, and then we also got uh, our first in-ring action of B Fab John Smith. I know you are uh, hit road, hit road guy. I like the feud with Hit Road and God. How do you think B Fab did in her debut? I can't really make an honest assessment. It was uh, it was definitely an in action style match. She just hit a few moves and penders. So yeah, you know. minute nineteen right there on the bottom. Yeah, when when we get the payoff between her and Electra Lopez, and they have to go twelve minutes, then then we'll get to see what both of them can really do. Yep. So uh, real quick. Uh, John Smith, we'll go with you first, real quick. Overall opinion, 2.0. Uh, the tag team or NXT? <laughs> NXT 2.0. I know, I know 2.0 and AEW is the best tag team. I made a mock AEW card. I tried to get everybody involved. Two-night event, 21 matches, and I have 2.0 beating the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championship. So. Hell yeah, they're, they're, oh, a, they're, they're a better version of the Young Bucks. They can talk. Yeah, that's it. But NXT 2.0. Um, I give, I give it a, I'll give it a B minus. It would probably be worse if if Tommaso Ciampa didn't end up with that title, because at least we got we got the title on one of our boys. But like, you know, they they got a lot of work to convince me that they're going to be just as good as as it was before it became 2.0. Okay, so you're not optimistic going forward right now. No. Not, okay. not at the moment. No. All right. John DeConnie. 
Yeah, I'd probably give it that C plus B minus grade, uh, but just because it's certain things just. I mean, there looks like there is some good up and coming talent, but certain things just like why did we have to have you know a unicorn throw up in the entire CWC, and now it looks like there should be Nickelodeon sponsorships in the corner. Uh, why why does Braun Breaker have to be Braun Breaker? They love telling us everyone's a second or third generation yeah. superstar. What the Steiners are no good? I don't understand. The Beverly's are no good. I can't it be freaking Von well, Beverly. At least they mentioned that. Oh yeah, they didn't give him the. They you know they made him change his name, but at least they mentioned that he was the son of a former superstar. Mm. They didn't mention a thing about Breaker. There was a there was a half-assed you know uh, dog face gremlin comment from Vic Joseph, but you know Vic Joseph also called B Fab's neck breaker a rude awakening, and it was entirely mediocre comparison to a rude awakening. So I just, I don't know exactly what they're going for. I'm sure the talent will be there. It's the presentation is the thing that uh, yeah. bothers me at this point. In the meantime, it still looks like the black and gold. All right. So James Wheeler seems like he's okay with it. I'm giving it a chance here. Okay. The, 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 the appearance, it, it, it was a complete 180. Uh, when I, when I was watching it last week with my wife, she's like, I didn't realize that arena had a roof. Because you never saw it. Everything was always blacked out. Now you can't help but look at I was looking for the big-ass fan, where the big-ass fan went. Because that was in the old, uh, uh, the old, uh, the, what, what, was the CWC, what was it called? The Performance Center. The, uh, yeah. yeah. So I was looking for that. But we got to look at so who made their debut. We got Braun Breaker, son of a Steiner, had a cup of coffee with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, he's an athlete. Trick Williams had a cup of coffee with the Eagles. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is an NCAA wrestler, apparently very, very good. Von Wagner, son of a Beverly brother. Good enough for me. Uh, but then you got Ivy Nile. We didn't get into the diamond mine. I'm going to get to them in a second. But we got Ivy Nile, who's MMA trained, and she was the female. They said she was on the Titan Games. She won the Titan Games that The Rock hosted on NBC. Now, if, if she won that thing, I never watched an episode of it, but I'm sure it was not some type of rinky-dink, you know, like uh, the, the, the Hidden Temple Nickelodeon game shows, you know, back in the day. You know, I'm sure this was tough. It was more like she guts. It was more like Nickelodeon guts. Guts. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then you got the Creed brothers, who apparently neither one of them lost in their entire NCAA career. So you have all these guys. This this is this is a change in philosophy where they they're staying to what the rumors were going around that they're not using indie wrestlers anymore. AEW can have them. That's pretty much any if you're an indie darling, we'll see you on either Monday, Tuesday, or Monday or Tuesday on YouTube or Wednesday or Friday. On, on TNT, they're going for they're going for the actual athlete. So, and the funny thing is, this has already worked once before because names like Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Chad Gable. Then he goes, oh, well, those are the actual regular. Dolph Ziggler, former NC, he has the all-time record at Kent State University. Then he goes, the football players. Look okay, at Roman Reigns, The Rock. Baron Corbin, you know, like they, they can do Goldberg. I don't want to throw that's not a WWE guy, but Goldberg, you know, it's it's possible. So we, I, I'm going to give this a chance if they're going to divert back to actual athletes and try to go with that round instead of you know the little indie guys, that, you know, the flippy guys that AEW. It's, it's going to be the opposite extreme. So I, I'm going to give it time for it to work. So I'm going to, you know, yeah, this week it was tough. It, it's always tough. You know, the first show after a brain extension after a brain extension draft. First show is really terrible. I remember that it was a 2000, the, the original one, 2000, 
2003, 2002, whatever it was. The first SmackDown after the first ever draft expansion, we saw Reverend Devon and Deacon Batista, and you wanted to throw something through the TV. So you just got to <laughs> give it a chance. So, yeah, this wasn't good. I will agree. Was it a you know, C plus, B minus? Chompa saved it. You know, he saved it for all of us. But let's – I'm going to give that – I'll be optimistic here. With uh, not not the mention, I don't know Gable Steves the Steveson brothers. I think they're a uh, rumor going around. They're just going right to the main roster, but maybe they should get some time just to check it out down there. Uh, but anyway, like I mentioned with the Diamond Mine, the Cream Brothers they defeated in action again in dominating fashion. They need to work. They need, they need a double team furniture. Whatever that that suplex and that running forearm by the one brother is just not is not working for me. They need they need a double team finisher. That's my opinion now. Uh, but Malcolm introduced us to the newest member of uh, Diamond Mine, which is Ivy Nile, who looks pretty badass. Uh, then it was interrupted by Kushida. Kushida is finally back. They are going to have their Cruiserweight Championship, the long-awaited Cruiserweight Championship match that had to be rescheduled. Um, and Roddy Strong's going to get a shot. So uh, we have a new champion last week. John Smith, are we going to have a new champion this week? I think so. I think everything's been leading up to this. Um, I, I think they have other plans for Kushida also. So they, they want to get the belt on Roddy, make that t- that stable, like have a have a belt in it on their leaders. So I'm going with him. John Connie. Yeah, I completely agree with, with uh, what John Smith just said. Uh, you put it on strong, you let the Creed brothers be his heavies, and uh, you roll with that for a little bit. And yet the other guy was uh, uh, Matsui Suzuki, right? The, the Yankee guy, the New York Yankee fan. Yeah. Nothing out of him yet, huh? That's your mind. Apparently, he's just like the the trainer is the way they keep referring to him. So I don't know that we're ever an actual wrestler. That's how they keep referring to him. So they cut Tyler Rust and kept that guy around to do nothing. Wow. Okay. I think he's also like an actual trainer at the performance center, though. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to go Roddy, too, unfortunately. You know, cause I think that three weeks off kind of hurt because I don't know if he would have made it through it when they were supposed to fight uh, three weeks ago anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. So, yeah, but good for Roddy. Uh, hopefully, uh, Kushida doesn't get lost in the mix of things uh, after this is all said and done. Uh, so, gentlemen, I'm going to give you one more break, uh, and then we got a lot of picks to make when you guys get back on air. So, uh, take a quick five. We're going to bring in Ryan Joy from Minutes to Bell Time. And now I'm covering your face, Ryan. I am so sorry. Yeah, what the hell, man? So <laughs> I know you're going to ask How's me things about things go? Uh, Again, thank you for, uh, for filling in. You did the perfect pay-per-view, you said, right? You got everything to get to go. You gave John Smith his props for nailing Victory Road. Yeah, I, I want to I say about NXT 2.0. I actually think that the aesthetic in the arena is an improvement. Um, I think that the fact that you can see things and you can see fans and stuff like that, I don't think what they had before was working. I I think that, and one thing we learned over the last year and a half of COVID is that the aesthetic and the way the arena looks and everything, it really matters, right? Like when we had the performance center shows, they were bad. Thunderdome, huge improvement. Those things really matter. So I'm optimistic about the aesthetic. And then as long as they don't give me 10 new guys every week, I'll be yeah. happy, I think. So, all right. So, uh, we'll switch gears. We're gonna go from NXT. We appreciate your opinion. And I said, it's 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 to each their own, you know. I said, some yeah. people said Nickelodeon throw up, and then I said, my wife didn't realize that there was a ceiling in that place. <laughs> so, 
But we're going to go uh, to the, let's say the granddaddy mole tournament here, but probably the biggest tournament in professional wrestling. We got the G1, uh, and it kicked off. Uh, how did things go? This this is where I feel for you, Ryan, because I know you're up every morning at 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, to make sure you get all this stuff. You, you know, you're right. This is the – as far as I'm concerned, this is the greatest tournament in wrestling, you know, annually. And um, – and there's a little bit of steam taken out of it this year because a lot of the foreign talent can't be there, right? You don't have a John Moxley in the tournament. You don't have Will Ospreay in the tournament. You don't have Jay White in the tournament. So it's it's missing a few things here. But because of that, you're you've got a debut or two in the tournament this year. We've got two two nights of action so far. Night one, Tomohiro Ishii and Shingo Takagi was just you know an incredible match, especially like the last five ten minutes of it. They just you know just incredible back and forth leading to the end. You, you never knew when the match was going to end because you had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they were hitting all their moves and stuff like that. And, and those two, I don't know. I, I don't think it's possible that they ever have a bad match. No. Um, so, so really optimistic about them in the rest of the tournament as well, because like I mentioned, you have some guys in the tournament this year that just aren't really you know, as well credentialed and haven't had a history of good matches. But then you have these two guys that just don't have bad matches, no matter who they're in the ring with. So they're going to raise up those other guys a notch as they, you know, compete. So I'm really optimistic about that. Um, now, the bad news that we had from the A block. What's that? You wait, Barrett, all of a sudden? I do have some bad news yeah, for right you. <laughs> Tetsuya Naito, who is in the A block, he had his first match against Zack Sabre Jr. And, you know, as, as you get late in the late in the match, Sabre's a guy who's just going to go from submission to submission to submission. And he had kind of a, like a leg lock on Naito toward the end of the match. And Naito was doing a real, real good job of selling uh, the submission. And it turns out he actually has a legit injury and he's going to miss the remainder of the tournament. Uh, so Naito's out. All of his opponents, the next eight opponents he has, are all getting credited two points, and they're going to have a match against either Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, or uh, Bushi as like a substitution. Mm-hmm. So Naito's out, and everybody, and so everybody gets an automatic two points. Lucky that happened now, and not toward the end of the tournament when, because usually you have like five or six guys that are vying for that spot. So if you get yeah. somebody that goes out. It's really going to mess up all the point system and stuff yeah. of what they had planned. So that's what makes for a very interesting uh, situation. But if you bring up the A block finals, we, you know, there's not a lot of, or not the finals, but the standings. It's hard to tell anything at this point, but you had, we only had one night of A block competition and you have five guys that won and five guys that lost. So uh, as I mentioned every year, Yano is really interesting to watch because he's never <laughs> going to win, but he's always going to be like the spoiler. So uh, he got a win over Kenta um, on night one. Nice. And then, uh, I, I believe uh, you were off last week as well. As I did mention, he did beat John Moxley in this tournament. So it's not like Yano. Yeah, Yano was a big game player. The A game is brought in when uh, he steps into the ring. In 2018, he beat Kenny Omega. And Kenny <laughs> Omega was the world champion, the IWGP champion. So uh, – and you know, it's it's one of those. There was a million people interfering in the match, but you know, in any case, like you never quite know what's going to happen. Also, Yujiro Takahashi, he's got two points. 
I want to say last year he didn't have two points until the last night. Last <laughs> night of the tournament, he won. He beat actually Jeff Cobb. So this year in the tournament, he beat Kota Ibushi <laughs> in the first oh, wow. match. Uh, so he's got back-to-back G1 Climax tournament wins, one against Jeff Cobb, who was a favorite to win this year, and the other against Kota Ibushi, who is – he won the tournament the last two years. So, <laughs> so Yujiro doing very well for himself for these last two uh, tournament matches he's in. Now on the B block, uh, the, the same the same situation. We've only had one night of action, and you've got five guys with points and five guys that don't. You this one has Jeff Cobb in it. I think he's a favorite to win. His rival at the moment, Kazuchika Okada, is in there. He got two points on on the opening night. Um, Okada beat Tanahashi in the main, and so uh, so it's going to probably come down to Okada Cobb, but. You know, you never know. Evil's in here too, and maybe he's going to have a good showing. Uh, Sonata got his win, so um, so that's where we stand with B Block. Now, between now and the next time we talk, Al, there are three more nights of competition. So, with Naito being out, that comes out to fourteen matches, thirteen matches. Um, so, in uh, so we have a we have an event A Block event on Thursday. And I'm looking at the, the lineup. You've got a Shingo Takagi versus Zack Sabre main event that night. That's going to be a great match. Zack Sabre, a technical specialist. Shingo is just, you know, a strong style guy. And then he's the world the champ, end, right? So is he the world champ? And still? he is the champ. Yeah. So that's the other thing about the tournament. Uh, Shingo Takagi, as the world champion in the tournament, anybody who beats him in this tournament is going to get a title shot. That's just mm-hmm. New Japan booking. You know, between now and the end of the year, they'll get a title shot. Um, the semi main on that night, the semi main on that night is Ibushi versus Ishii, and that match should also be very, very good. Night four, which is a B block, the second B block night, that's on Friday, uh, and the main event that night is Okada versus Evil. I'm not high on many Evil matches. Okada's great every time out, but the opener that night is Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto, and. To me, it's kind of surprising that that was the opener because both those guys are incredible. I love to watch them both. It's probably an easy Tanahashi uh, win for as far as predictions go, but I really enjoy watching Goto wrestle, so mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Goto gets a win here and puts Tanahashi in 0-2 territory. And then finally, on Sunday, we have the third A Block uh, event, and... Kodobushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. is the semi-main. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, the main event that night was was Shingo Takagi versus Naito. That match has been scratched, so I think Kodobushi and Zack Sabre will probably be the main that night. And yeah, I that's again, again you know, those those who will always be tied together as what was supposed to be the Cruiserweight Classic final, but neither of them wanted to sign. So yeah. we got Grand Metalik still going strong though, and, and TJP. But uh, and that that match didn't disappoint either. That was a, that was a great final four. Oh, know. it was. Those two just seems to be always tied together. It seems like every time I hear English commentary and watch New Japan and those two are fighting, this is what this is what they were supposed to be. This is what Hunter wanted. It didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I love both those guys as uh, you know as wrestlers. It's it's kind of a shame uh, they if they were going to ever sign in in WWE, that would have been the yeah. time. But they are they are main players over in New Japan, so it, maybe they uh, maybe they're better off. 
is staying in the Yeah, I think so. I, I I think they would have helped 205 in the long run. I think maybe that sure. show uh, wouldn't have. I think sure. I, I liked I liked 205 at the beginning. They had a good roster when Me they, too. that Cruiserweight Classic was good. So. But all right, Ryan. So uh, we're gonna keep you on screen. We're gonna put you in your top corner that you call home when we make our picks segment. And uh, sounds good. Yeah, let's let's get the let's get this up here, and we will bring in John Smith. We will bring back in John DeConti. And gentlemen, uh, for all elite wrestling, they they kind of threw us a little bit of a curveball. What we thought was going to be. Just one night at Arthur Ashe Stadium turned into too big for just one night, apparently. They're going to talk an extra hour on, on Rampage. we got four hours of wrestling on Friday night. Uh, but before we get into all that action uh, from All Elite Wrestling, uh, just a quick recap. Uh, two matches that, are, uh, that happened last week that are not you know, tied into... Uh, Grand Slam, first from Dynamite. Uh, a little sour grapes on my end. So CM Punk you know, gets to win in Chicago, and John Moxley gets to win, and, and Brian Pillman gets to win in Cincinnati. Britt Baker. Where's the Britt Baker owns Pittsburgh? Where's the love for Layla Hirsch here? She got the pop. You're from Hillsboro, New Jersey. She got the pop from her hometown friends. John Smith, I'm sure John popped. He was there. Yeah, big pop for Jersey. <laughs> I think you know. I think you're right. Layla Hirsch got a match on Dynamite. I guess that was her gift. It was, unfortunately, you know, she had to face Jade. I I, I don't know. I, I said this in pre-production. If Layla Hirsch couldn't pull a good match out of Jade, then Jade shouldn't be on Dynamite. As you know, sorry, that's that's a, an opinion of mine. But uh, but you know, not 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 any any. Uh, it wasn't Layla's fault that the match didn't go great, but. Um, Cargill ended up hitting a bicycle kick, followed by uh, Jaded, which was the glam slam. So I guess Jade Cargill's glam slam is better than Edge's glam slam. Glam slam. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So Jade Jade Cargill gets the win, unfortunately. Yep. And then on Rampage, <laughs> so Miro accepted Fuego del Sol's challenge for a rematch, which Fuego proposed in front of his new Hyundai that was able to get with his new contract. So maybe Tony D'Angelo was right and that the money is in NXT. <laughs> Possibly. I think they upgraded the car by the time it got to Rampage. I think they used a different one in the Rampage uh, commercial. But, yeah, so Miro, Miro uh, not surprisingly, got a, got a win over Fuego Del Sol and – not only that, not only did he get the win, but then he took those car keys and he shoved them down Fuego's throat and put on the game over uh, just to add a little insult to injury. But all of this was about, not about Fuego Del Sol. This was about getting Sammy Guevara and Miro heated up. And that's what ended up happening. Yes. Sammy Guevara comes down for the save. Jericho on commentary screaming, it's Sammy! Like Tony Schiavone would scream, it's Sting. So uh, we've got... Sometime in the future, we have Miro versus Sammy Guevara to look forward to. Not announced for Wrestle Grand Slam, uh, so I presume maybe this is going to be a full gear match. In I would November, hope so, but we got a long yeah. ways to go. Miro can certainly run over a lot of people between now and then. 
What if tomorrow Amir shows up with Fuego's car, CJ Perry? The car with him. Is, uh, see, we are, he already, is, I'm going to put the comment up, but we won't answer this to the end, I, I guess. But this is this is, this is is where AEW is going to shoot themselves in the foot. They're going to run out of guys to debut at some point. You know, like, this is... Well, that, that would mean that, that they stopped signing guys. And they're never going to stop signing guys. No, they're never going to stop signing guys. I think the answer is zero here, by the way. I don't, I don't think anybody new is showing up. I, I don't think so either. Unless, unless Lana shows up. Yeah. But then again, he just, but then again, Miro just wants her in the hotel room. I think, I think that's... Yeah, she's the only person he'll lay down and, for. Yeah, and she would, she would end up getting him a pop, and then he would end up having to be a face after a while. You know, they, yeah. they want to keep him, you know, being destructive old Rusev. All righty, so here are – I know we went over the impact standings. John Smith, I didn't get to, uh, to, to put you over with the perfect pay-per-view. Congratulations. I think you're in the lead for that now, right, on the season, the perfect pay-per-views, not to mention, I believe, the uh, the impact leader. But here are the overall standings, uh, which Ryan Joy still has the lead. John Smith uh, gave about nine points on him, though. Uh, John McConney, Gary Happy, I'm just getting worse and worse. i got to stop betting with my ass. Good, I'm always going to bet with my heart. <laughs> And uh, Tyler, I guess, failed to enter the bell again. Got a football <laughs> ticket. No, that's good. Uh, here are our elite wrestling standings as John DeCani has a one-point lead over Ryan Joy, who has a six-point lead over John Smith. Travis, myself, Gary, and then Tyler back on the bottom. Here are the scoring. We're going to do AEW Grand Slam Rampage first. Uh, and we'll do Dynamite right after. It's going to be the same scoring system, but I made graphics for both just because, you know, there's two different shows that will be scored. Uh, so it's not going to be one big overall event like WrestleMania. It'll be like the, like the normal, like, you know, like uh, like Fighter Fest, I guess. You know, night one, night two, each week is uh, different. So uh, five points for AEW title match, which there isn't one. Three points for all the title matches, which there aren't any. One point for non-title matches and promotional matches. Get a one-point bump. Uh, even without a world title match, we will still do, give you five points if you go perfecto. So we're going to start this off uh, with Adam Cole, baby. Story time, right? So he defeated Frankie Kazanian after a Panama Sunrise, followed by the last call. Post-time story time, challenging Christian and Jurassic Express. Backstage interview, Christian took some shots at NXT. Uh, which I would have thought would have been below him to do that, but apparently Christian's just firing on all cylinders now, cylinders now too, making reference to a war that uh, that hockey won and not NXT or AEW. <laughs> uh, so, but we uh, the challenge was accepted. So we have Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus going against Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. They call themselves the Super Click. But they represent uh, the elite. So that is why I have that. I'm going to wrap it on the bottom when that comes around. So Ryan Joy is our AEW senior correspondent. An all-around nice guy. Uh, who do you got in this one? I think it's the – I, I want to say that I think that this Wrestle Grand Slam between these two nights is – it's a little harder to pick than normal AEW card. But Yes. I'm going to go yes. – <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with with the Adam Cole Young Bucks team just because Adam Cole's still got a lot of newness to him, and I think that that uh, he's not losing a match yet. All right, yeah, John Smith, he's, uh, you were there. Did you smell like the the new car scent, the new car smell on Adam Cole? When he was in the ring? <laughs> yeah, with that leather jacket he was wearing. <laughs> no, I I agree. He's gonna uh, the 
the elite are going to win. I, I don't think Adam Cole needs to win this match, though. He can he can lose and still be the same old Adam Cole. But um, you know, I think they're not going to have him lose just yet. John the Connie, Young Bucks coming off a loss. Do they get two and one. Maybe like I said, if it's not Cole. Yeah, I think that's what seals it for me. I don't think the the Bucks are going to lose twice in a row, and and then you add in the uh, the you know new car smell of Adam Cole, and yeah, just seems like a super click kind of night. All right, I'm not betting against Christian. No, Christian's got a huge championship match coming up against Josh Alexander. He's got to be. You got to keep putting him over. You got to put him over Bound for Glory. Jungle Boy's going to get pinned. Kill switch on Matt Jackson for the win. There you go. Okay. Get the F out of here. <laughs> You're lucky they it's only worth one this. point. What's that? You're lucky it's only one point. Yeah, only only one wild. point. I think it's just, uh, well, <laughs> no, we'll no. Get, we'll get to the, the the Suzuki match should be too. Yeah, it's yeah, Mozart. That's the that's the promotional one. Yep. Uh Dan Lambert doing his thing again. This time interrupted by Jericho, who's not afraid of top team. Uh Paige Van Zandt, John DeConnie, did my eyes deceive me? Have I not been calling for her for about a year now? 12-gauge Paige, she was in the house. Oh, it'd be interesting to see if she sticks around. I got excited about that one. Uh, this match, we have the, the inner circle going against the men of the year, John Smith. Oh, I'll be rooting for men of the year, but I think the inner circle wins this one. Yeah, Ryan Joy, I completely agree with your sentiments, what you said before. You know, okay, so All Out, as amazing as it was, I put over AEW for making that show as amazing as it was with probably the most predictable card there possibly could have been other than Kenny Omega beating Christian Cage. <laughs> um, this is tough. All of these are tough. So that's why I'm actually intrigued with this. What do you got on this one? Well, I think the uh, same, same thing I said about Adam Cole – the newness of the men of the year with Dan Lambert is making me think that men of the year are going to take this. So I'm picking Ethan page and Scorpio sky. Maybe there's some outside interference stuff like that to, to get them to the, to the winner circle, I guess, but that's who I got men of the year. I got a question, uh, John, the with James Wheeler's, uh, with James Wheeler's uh, comment right there, is is that the, the click? Is the K L I Q? Is is that not ripping off Hunter Sean and Mike. Sean? And or am I am I gone again? Uh, it, no, it, it absolutely is. But uh, I do believe that uh, I do believe that they uh, trademarked it uh, to the Bucks. You're good, Al. Just All right, I'm phasing in and out again. I can see my inner my Wi-Fi is not screwed. If you guys can hear me, uh, yeah, I got men of the year also. Uh, I, I don't I don't think uh, Hayter is gonna be. I think this is gonna be Jericho. He's he's gotta be getting worn down. You know, he wrestled five matches, five weeks in a row, right? And then he is a pay-per-view match. It's just you can use that as an excuse. Oh, he's he's, he's up there in age. He doesn't have the stamina he used to. I guess whatever. But yeah. Uh, Hooker Christ, somebody from top team is going to get involved. Someone's going to someone's going to knock out Jericho, and that's where that's going to go. Exactly. Uh, John DeConi, as a UFC guy, as a uh, mixed martial artist, kind of maybe, you know, does, does does Hager have a shot against any of these guys if they wrestled MMA? Not likely. No. <laughs> okay. I know. I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched. Uh, you know, Hager's his MMA fights in uh, detail, but. I mean, on the other 
on the other end, you got former UFC heavyweight champion Junior Dos Santos, former heavyweight uh, UFC champion Andre Arlovsky, uh, the BMF champion. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Anyway, the guy with the braids in his hair. They would all mess Jack, Jake Hager up. Okay. Uh, so we got a two-for-one deal with uh, these next two matches. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pair them together, so uh, make sure you get uh, your notes in order here. This one. The Lucha Brothers defeated Butcher and the Blade to retain the tag team titles. Uh, post-match attack by Private Party, which was thwarted by Santana and Ortiz. Uh, now, and Santana Ortiz are, are on record saying that they want the Lucha Bros and they want the tag team championships. So uh, we have this match, and I'm going to pair it. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a graphic for it. Uh, with Anna Jay and the Bunny. Actually, Anna Jay is going to be fighting Penelope Ford. Anna Jay defeated the Bunny after the Raw roll-up last week. Uh, post-match attack by Penelope Ford. Throwing haymakers full of brass knucks, knocking out both Ty and Anna. So the story here is that HFO was 0-2 on that night, and Matt Hardy's picked. Uh, Matt Hardy's pissed. He booked two matches, those two matches, for a grand slam to get some revenge, uh, but also spotted that we thought was Orange Cassidy in the crowd. He beat the crap out of him. I thought it was Orange Cassidy. Uh, kicked his fat ass and shaved his head. Uh, Cassidy eventually made us to a ring to stop it, but we had the two matches that Matt Hardy, looking for revenge here, the Bush and Braid lost. Uh, they're going to team a private party against uh, Lucha Brothers and Santana Ortiz. Then we got uh, Anna J. John DeConi going up against Penelope Ford. Yeah, so I got uh, – I, I think we're clearly moving towards uh, Anna J. and Tay Conte. Tay J. there going up against Penelope and the Bunny. So I'm going to say uh, since Anna got the win, Penelope finds a way to cheat to win here, and that rolls us into the uh, – the tag team match down the line somewhere. Okay, and then, what about uh, the eight-man? And in terms of the eight-man tag, yeah, it would be, you know, it, it would this would be a good spot to have Santana Ortiz and the Lucha Bros get at each other so that eventually they could face each other. But I, they could just, you know, argue over who gets the cover here and eventually, you know, fight after the match. I just don't see the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz losing this one. Okay. Brian Joy. Starting with the eight-man tag, uh, I agree with what John DeCani said. Lucha Bros and Proud and Powerful are probably going to be facing each other soon. But in, because of that, I don't think any of them are taking pins in this match. Uh, so versus Private Party and Butcher and Blade, those are just four guys that can take a man any night. And you know they're not in contention for anything. Butcher and Blade just lost their title match. So uh, I think we're good there. So I've got... Lucha Bros, Santana, and Ortiz in that match. Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford. I could see this one going either way. It's very tough to pick, but Anna Jay just coming back and everything. I think they're going to pile up some wins on her. On her, So I'll pick Anna Jay. All right. So you're going uh, HFL, continuing their struggles. John Smith. Uh, that women's match is probably the hardest match to pick. Um, I'm going to go with Anna Jay also. And... Yeah, give me the Mexicals. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the HFO sweep here. I think they're gonna try. I, I think wow. let's just get some momentum going with HFO. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to it's not, it's, get the win with Anna John kind of like that. Just cheat the win. Get the nuck. The nucks are involved all the time now. Penelope's gonna knock her out. 
Uh, I don't know how they're going to beat. Like I said, they got to implode. The Lucha Brothers and Santino, they have to implode. Um, yeah, you're right, though. If they're going to be building a match towards full gear, you don't want either of those guys losing. But if they cause each other to lose, I know it's a WWE thing. That's not really an AEW thing that they do. Um, but yeah, let's get the HFO back in the band. Let's shave Orange Cassidy's head, too. Let's go. Uh, Minoru Suzuki feels disrespected by having his music cut the week prior. I believe the hashtag was the Suzuki incident. Correct. Correct. Uh, so uh, he brought out Lance Archer, and we have an interpromotional tag team contest with Mox and Kingston going up against Suzuki Goon. Ryan Joy, a senior New Japan correspondent, as well as our AEW correspondent. Who do you got on this? Well, you know, Eddie's in New York, and uh, I feel like this match is about Eddie Kingston in the end more than it is John Moxley or Suzuki Goon. I think Eddie Kingston in New York, he gets a big win here. He's probably the one who who uh, gets to pin whichever one uh, takes the L, probably Suzuki, I would say. So I'm picking uh, Kingston and Moxley for a good feel-good moment uh, at the very end of the four hours that everybody's there watching live mm -hmm. by the way this is a lights out match so that's right correct so uh expect some gore maybe i don't know all right john smith uh mox and kingston unfortunately you had to witness them defeating 2.0 uh at your visit at the prudential center uh it had to be fun to see them in action though Oh yeah, I have no problem with 2.0 losing. They're not. Uh, that's what they do for now. I, they're just entertaining. I love them. You know, they don't have to win right now. Five years from now, if they're still doing this shtick, then I'll be upset about it. Wow. Want a taste? Yeah, you want to taste? I want a taste. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, uh, didn't. Yeah. No. So it's their own. We're not going to judge you. Anyway, it's 2021. Yeah. Um, it's the current year. I'll go with. Uh, yeah, give me Eddie and, and Mox for the, the hometown thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John DeConi, I had a silly question for him. I can't remember what it was. So who do you got? Did it involve Suzuki Goon Ichiban? No. no. Okay. Well, then I'm going with Eddie and Mox. Oh, 2.0. No, we're, how did they leave Danny Garcia off this card? <laughs> Someone's got to be there to, to interfere. You know, maybe he, who was he messing around with? Um, yeah, he maybe he's black or CM Punk. He wants to make a name for himself. There you go. He's <laughs> really busy all over the Indies. He's. I'm going to see him wrestle Jay White in Texas this nice. weekend. Wow. Yeah. Heard things are bigger in Texas. Anyway, John Lacani. Yeah, I'm going with Kingston and Moxley. I got Kingston and Moxley as well. And then uh, I think it, it just. I guess I think that we were saying before. Last week, that Mox and Suzuki match kind of did not deliver. I'm sure they were kind of upset with it as well, not to mention, you know, the, the entrance is one thing. And I'm sure maybe that that was like a plot line they did on purpose just to maybe spark something, the rematch. But I feel like it's going to go a little bit overboard. Yeah, the lights out will definitely help with that. And then, uh, which will probably be the main event, uh, Taz and Hook came out to confront CM Punk on commentary. Punk was doing commentary on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs jumped. Punk and slams him onto the table. That did not break. Ouch. Yeah. So this will probably be the main event of Rampage. I believe that Punk will have a segment on Wednesday as well because yeah, CM Punk, right? So John Smith, you giving Hobbs a chance? Absolutely not. 
I didn't think so. Ryan Joy. CM Punk. Donna County. Yeah, at some part, at some point, Punk starts uh, putting over the young kids, but I don't think it starts this early. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> Every one of these people that get in the ring with him, though, their profile is raised quite a bit just by being in the ring with him. No doubt. Uh, going into Wednesday night, same scoring Whoa. system. As I said I made the graphics. Two different shows. The same rules apply. Uh, like I said, there is one title match. Uh, we will get into that. That'll be for three points. Everything else will be for one. Uh, I don't believe there's any interpromotional style matches this time. So, uh, and again, if you get everything right, even though there's no AEW World Title match, the perfect pay per view bonus will still be. So, uh, you're not picking a you're not picking the match Punk and Hobbs. No, I'm going to pick CM Punk. Oh, okay. Punk's not going to lose anytime soon. <laughs> uh, MJF in ring promo had a conversation uh, with the loop. <laughs> forgot about this. I uh, had a conversation with the loose cannon, Brian Pillman, and told him that Brian Jr. is going to get massacred at Grand Slam. Pillman came out with a chair and missed everybody completely. Completely, I honestly think that Brian Chum, uh, Pillman needs to work on his chair swinging if he wants to be a pro wrestler. JR, JR sat down with Pillman earlier in the day with a little pep talk for Pillman to kick MJF's ass. John DeConi, MJF's going home. Exactly, which is, well, it's only part of the reason why uh, Pillman kicking his ass is not going to happen. Uh, you know, I can't see him losing uh, at home, and let's be honest, love Pillman. I hope the Hollywood Blondes do some big things, but this is, you know, he's not, I don't see him getting any singles push anytime soon, which this clearly would be, so give me MJF. Yeah, Johnson, I don't think MJF had anything nice to say about Queens either, so I don't even know if this is going to be homecoming for, for him. <laughs> I actually was in line at the concession stand for the whole MJF segment when I was there, unfortunately. I didn't even know it was happening. I couldn't hear it. Oh. But, yeah, oh, yeah I, heard that. I heard that that was actually the audio was bad for in the arena that for that segment. Oh, really? Yeah. Ice there is good. John Smith, who do you got? <laughs> yeah, MJF, no doubt. All right. Ryan Joy? Yeah, John Kenny, I think this is Pillman's big push, his singles loss against MJF. <laughs> um, but he'll be home. MJF will be truly home when they go to Long Island here in a couple months. Um, FTR defeated uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel after a big rig, uh, and then we're going to go right into them versus Sting and Darby, I guess, before Tully's big match with Sting that's apparently uh, looming. Um I guess for full gear, right? You gotta have Tully and Sting at full gear, right, Ryan Joy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever the whatever the situation is, we're certainly not gonna see Tully in a singles match. But whatever the situation is, I'm sure. No, I'm th that's what I'm thinking. It's gonna be Tully Blanchard versus Sting. That's it. One on one, full gear. No, gonna pay seventy bucks to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. I think you'll. I think you will see Tully Blanchard in a wrestling match, though, at full gear. Maybe Sting will be opposite, but I, I don't think it'll be a singles. This match is really tough to pick, I think. Um, you know, I might. I think maybe I'll go FTR, just because they have Tully. Okay. Now, you know, John Smith. This is the the argument. You got two singles wrestlers versus a tag team and a very well established tag team. But you got two singles wrestlers. Uh, one who just had to lay down for CM Punk 
in a huge marquee match. And the other carries a shovel. This is true. Yeah, this is a really hard one to pick. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm going to go with F I'm going with FTR. Pass, pass. I'll get back. Yeah, yeah. Family feud. <laughs> like family feud. <laughs> no, I'll take FTR on that one. John the Connie, what do you got? I thought I was going to be going out on a limb here, uh, taking FTR, but yeah, I think you know maybe Tully trips up Sting, and that's how we get to the somehow Tully in the ring somewhere down the line with FTR. So give me FTR winning this one. My cat's upset with that pick. I don't know if you heard him right there. He's upset right now. You guys are all going against Sting. What about you? <laughs> Unbelievable. You? All right, give, give Sting and Darby. I'll take Sting and Darby. I'll take the point on this one. Thank you. I, Al, either you got two perfect pay-per-views coming up or uh, or we do. Yeah, you're <laughs> so I'm right. well, Here comes the layup, right? There we go. Uh, so Malachi Black in-ring promo spotted an intruder. Okay, hold on. Uh, Malachi Black in spotted an intruder in the House of Black, which actually was Rosario Dawson. When he confronted it, Cody Rhodes came out of the concourse to attack Malachi. John Smith, you had your chance to get a couple shots in on Cody as they fought back into the crowd. It went to a commercial break. I'm assuming that you did it, though. Did you get your swings in on Cody? I just tripped them because I didn't want them. I did not want to get arrested. I had my son with me, so I just tripped them. <laughs> you tripped them during the commercial yeah. break, right? Yeah. So we got Cody versus Malachi Black. I don't believe there's any special stipulation for this, right? It's not like a lights out or a uh, unsanctioned, unsanctioned, outsanctioned match, right? Nope. All right. So John Smith, uh, is Cody booking this? Uh, Cody's booking it, so uh, yeah. Usually, I say so. Cody wins, right? But I don't know. It just feels like Malachi Black needs to and should win this match. I don't see how they can have him lose. I I don't know. I yeah. I'm I'm going with Black. Yeah, Cody wins, and then gets his ass kicked afterwards. John the Connie. It's the formula. <laughs> Yeah, that has been the nagging thought in the back of my head. But like John Smith says, it would make absolutely no sense. So unless he, unless Cody, you know, has Ahsoka Tano in his corner again, I think Malachi Black takes this one. Oh, I forgot to change the. There we go. Um. Ryan Joy. Uh, last time these guys met, I believe Alistair snuck them in about a minute. Well, it was Malachi, but no. Um, but you're right. Yeah, and that's push-ups for me. Push-ups for me. <laughs> push-ups, right? Um, by the way, John Smith, good job not selling the fact that I was holding that Cody head up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of with I'm with these guys in the sense that um, I think Malachi Black needs this win a lot more than Cody does. But I feel like I've said that before. I've gotten burned on it. Um, but there's something about this one that's I feel like it's different than the Brody one. There's no title on the line. There's nothing like that, and you know, at stake. Um, I think if if Malachi puts Cody down here, where do they go from here? Cody's usually on top, so maybe they 
continue this angle with Cody, like, oh, I'm going to hang up my boots type of thing. So anyway, I'm picking Malachi Black. I might be wrong. It seems seems almost foolish to not to pick against Cody in this type of match, but I'm doing it. Yeah, I got, I got Cody. I guess I'm not going to get it. This is Cody. I'm going to yeah. win. Black's going to stand up and just boot him in the face. Probably when he's trying to take off his boots again. I'll tell you what, though, Al, if it's the main event of Dynamite, which it could be if the other match goes on first or something, I'm I'm with you. But okay. um, Very inappropriate hug by Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker this past Friday. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else caught that, but I am I kept waiting. I cannot wait for Adam Cole to just completely annihilate Tony Schiavone. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. He's probably gonna have to deal with the big show after or Paul Wade, excuse me. No more push ups for me, but I, I will take that. I will take that anyway. Shots fired, fun promo between. Uh, the good doctor and her challenger. Uh, last Friday on Rampage, uh, a lot of sewer spots, this, that, and the other. I'm not going to get into it, but they are going to have this is the one championship match out of the 11 matches on this Grand Slam event over the course of the two nights. So, uh, John DeConi, who do you got on this one? You got Britt Baker, or you got Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I'd like to say that when that super kick eventually does wind up on Tony Schiavone's chin, it's going to be glorious. Uh, but I've got the, I've got the good doctor retaining here. All right, Ryan Joy. It's nice that we all have our grudges, right? Like John Smith hates Cody, John DeConi hates Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate Meltzer. Baker. That's right. You can include yeah. me on this one. I don't like Meltzer. Everybody hates Meltzer. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody with a brain and an opinion of their own hates Meltzer. There you go. Britt Baker. Brian Joy, what do you got? Britt Baker, for sure. All right. I'm going to go with the good doctor as well, retaining. Uh, I'm hoping this is a great match. I, re I really hope that Ruby proves um, biggest match of her career. WWE was wrong for letting her go and not using her correctly and all that fun stuff that all the other wrestlers. Like a Malachi Black or an Adam Cole gets to prove also, and you know what Brody Lee did. Uh, you know they 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 are just they're better than that machine. I guess is what they're trying to prove right now. And then uh, the mother of all main events, uh, Brian Danielson in ring interview with Tony Schiavone, interrupted by Kaos and Omega. Eventually, uh, I, I'm, I'm writing BD in my nose instead of DB like we used to, and it really just it's, it's, it's irky to me. I can write Brian Danielson and have it look fine, but seeing BD instead of the DB is uh. anyway. Uh, Brian Danielson said one day it'll be about the title, but for now. It's about who's better and Kenny Omega accepted. So we have a one on one count, a match just for bragging rights. Uh, Ryan Joy, as a senior AEW correspondent again, is this how Daniel Bryan weasels his way <laughs> to an AEW championship match? It's possible. Travis and I kicked this around for about 10 minutes this morning on the Daily Wrestling News show because we, it's really hard to pick a winner here because. They just did this uh, approach with Christian Cage where Christian got the non-title win. So it seems like it would be weird for them to go back to the same story. However, I also find it hard to believe that Daniel Bryan will lose his first match out, even though he's probably begging Tony Khan that, to lose because that's kind of his personality. Um, 
Uh, he's very giving in that way. So I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan here. I could just as easily see this going to a draw, though. So uh, I'll pick Daniel Bryan, though. John Smith, you're going to be pissed off if this goes to a time limit draw? <laughs> no, I think that would be pretty appropriate considering they're considered the two two of the best wrestlers in the world. I got Kenny winning it, though. Either way, whether whether it's legit or, you know, with Don Callis' help, I just can't ha- see them – having like WWE's top guy coming in and beating their top guy. You know, I think they got to protect their top guy and and, make, and just show everybody that he's better than Daniel Bryan. John McConaughey. I've flip-flopped my pick on this about six times in the, you know, whenever I looked at the sheet and went like, ah, I'm going to have to pick that later today. I really should uh, talk myself into it one way or another. And I think that my most recent flip-flop has put me on Kenny Omega because, you know, he's already taken a three-count once in the last month or so. I don't see it happening again. James Wheeler's going to nickname him B-Dan instead of D-Bry. There you go. I keep typing D-Bry in my notes <laughs> and then correcting myself. Uh, unfortunately, I don't want to say this is a lock for me, uh, but this has everything to do with the TWI 500. This has everything to do with Kenny Omega being ranked number one, with Roman Reigns being ranked number two, and with Roman Reigns recently manhandling Daniel Bryan. So if Daniel Bryan beats Kenny Omega, then Roman Reigns should be the number one ranked wrestler in the entire world. And there is no way in hell that AEW will let that happen. This is a lock pick. Kenny Omega is winning this match. See, I just think. said WWE. What do you want to say, Ryan? I, I, I think that Kenny Omega is going to eventually get a singles win, but I think it's going to be on pay-per-view. I think, well, I think, Daniel Bra- I think Brian Daniels is going to win the title on the pay-per-view. I think, I, but I think if this is who's better than who, then, then Kenny Omega has to win this match just because of the PWI rankings and that the argument is between him and Roman. And Roman owned Daniel Bryan. He got him – he quit WWE. You know, like yeah. you can't have him go in and beat – John's right. You can't have him go in and beat your top guy if he's ranked number one in the world. Uh, real quick, we're going to get to Extreme Rules. Uh, we have about 20 minutes before NXT 2.0 starts. Uh, real quick recap last night on Raw, John the Connie. We had a title change. We sure did. Uh, we had uh, Rhea and her new very awkward partner, Nikki A.S.H., come out and do a live read for Connor's Cure and dedicate their match to the kids. So how the hell are they going to lose after that? They got a shot at Natty and Tamina, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And uh, Rhea was taking care of Tamina on the outside of the ring. She hit the riptide and laid Tamina down on the hardest part of the ring, right there on the the apron edge. All this shook Natalia to her core. She paused while trying to put on the sharpshooter, which allowed Nikki to reach up, grab her head, roll her up. One, two, three, new Women's Tag Team Champions. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, their their historic run of being labeled as the worst champions in the history of professional wrestling has come to an end. They actually had to put the titles up, and true to form, they lost. So it's, you just saw the ticker on the bottom. I just saw it was uh, 2 minutes, 32 seconds, so it didn't take that long either. So uh, they are now the eighth different pairing to become WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They're coming up on number 10. This is the third, rank for, uh, the third reign for Nikki. She had two with Alexa, now one with... Uh, with Rhea, so she's the all-time winningest tag. Yeah, third three, I thought she had two. Uh, you, you're, you're probably 
between the two of us, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, and then, real quick, we're going to lay the smack of down because uh, here we go, King Nakamura ripping off AJ Styles. Um, in the match, uh, Rick Boogs defeated Robert. Rick Boogs is on a roll, huh? He's he's beating everybody quickly. Uh, he defeated Robert Roof with a pump handle slam. Shout out to Test. Post match attack by Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. Looks like Cruz wants a title back, and he will get a chance at that. Uh, as I said, they're, they're going back to the AJ Styles formula here. Instead of putting the Intercontinental Championship on the pay per view, they are going to put it on Fox. So, uh, John the Connie, who do you got on this one? Oh, geez. Uh, I guess, well, Boog's going to be at ringside. Aziz is going to be at ringside. Uh, give me Nakamura to retain. John Smith? I could see them putting it back on, on Apollo just so they could put it on Boog's. But I'm going. Yeah, more time, James Wheeler. I would completely and utterly bring this I'm up gonna, and bitch about it. But yeah, no, I'm, gonna go with, I'm going with Nakamura, though. Nakamura. Nakamura. Ryan Joy. Nakamura. We're not going back to Cruz. Speaking of lackluster title reigns, I mean, Apollo Cruz didn't exactly knock it out of the park either. If so, I had to take the other stance, I would say maybe they're going to take Nakamura over to Raw, so they're putting the title back in Cruz, and they're going to keep him on Yeah, the, the draft is coming. The draft is actually going to be – it's next week, right? I believe it's the first and the fourth, um, and it's going to affect the outcomes of these matches. So we have to take that into consideration. Uh, here are our WWE. We did our overall standings earlier. Here are our, our WWE standings only. Maggie Joy, our prophet, she couldn't make us uh, tonight. Uh, unfortunately, she gave Ryan her pick, so I'm sure Ryan's just going to copy off her to make sure he stays <laughs> one point behind her in the standings. Uh, and then there's everybody else down at the bottom. Uh, here's the scoring. Uh, same as the AEW. It's going to be five points for the WWE or Universal Championship match. Three points for all the titles, one for the non-points. Uh, perfect pay-per-view bonus is with five. Staying on SmackDown for just a quick second because Liv Morgan is going to have a one-on-one -on -one matchup with uh, Zelina Vega after what happened in their tag team match last week and leaked into Liv Morgan, put the challenge out there for Extreme Rules. It will be Liv Morgan going against Carmella. I'm excited. Let's go, Jersey. Uh, obviously, you know I will be taking Liv in this matchup. John Smith, who do you got? Uh, this is a tough one, too. Uh, let me uh, – I'll go with Carmella. It is Jersey versus Staten Island, John DeConnor. This is kind of like a little river rivalry here. This is the Gothel's Bridge Brawl, and uh, <laughs> in which case – uh, give me Liv to take the. Uh, she'll beat Zelina and keep her keep that goose egg in the front of her standings, and then she'll roll through to beat Carmella on Sunday. <laughs> Same. Uh, I'm sorry. Who are you taking? I'm just... Same as John DeConi. Live, live. There we go. James Wheeler's going to live. Morgan's hashtag Jersey girl. Jersey strong. There we go. Do you Jeff have Hardy Sheamus last night with the Royal roll up uh, to be inserted. Into the United States Championship match post match, Sheamus began fighting with Damian Priest, who was doing commentary during the match. But Priest didn't do anything to keep it a one on one match. I had extreme rules, so Sheamus got pissed about that, and rightly so. Get off your ass, Priest. Get you freaking lazy bastard. <laughs> Ryan Joy, who do you got on this one? Mm, I'm gonna go Sheamus. Wow, okay. I think, uh. Because I think they're trying to get the belt off Priest, which is why we're doing a three-way. 
Was it Jeff Hardy's going to be a stooge in this one, John Smith? Uh, no, I like Priest to retain in this one. Um, well, yeah, I, I didn't even think that they would take it off of him, to be honest. I didn't either. Priest has been on fire lately. Dude, he just pinned Drew McIntyre, John Akani. I'm not betting against Damian Priest right now. Yeah, that that's my thinking as well, but it, it just it troubles me. Why add Jeff Hardy? Is it just that Sheamus doesn't want to lay down again? Why the hell add Jeff Hardy to this match? But uh, give me Damian Priest because I can't make the argument otherwise. I remember a couple of years ago, the few I think it was Owens and Styles, and all of a sudden Ziggler got inserted randomly, and he ended up winning the United States Championship. So I, I don't this might be that. All of a sudden, just Jeff Hardy's U.S. Champion because everyone felt sorry for him for chasing the twenty four seven title around for one week. <laughs> uh, on SmackDown, Mayor Kane was in the house. Mayor Knox County, Tennessee. There you go. Nice to hear. Nice to hear the title. WWE Hall of Famer before Kane's name. That sounded nice. That was the first time I heard that since he was inducted, so that sounds nice. Kane presented Bianca Belair with the key to the county. Here comes big time Bex crashing the homecoming. She never been the one before. Uh, she ended up hitting Bianca with the Bex, the boss man slam. I forget what she calls it. John Smith, what do we got going on here? Uh, it's the manhandle slam, and she's going to use it to win on Sunday. I completely agree. John the county. Yes, I would have to concur. Bex keeps rolling. Uh, yeah, big time Bex. It's too give. It's too big right now. And like I said, unless they want to roll on Raw, and like I said, the Survivor Series. It's yeah. Ryan Joy, Becky Lynch. Now I'm gonna go big time Bex as well. This is too good right now, especially if she's raiding Rollins' closet. You know, to get all those jackets and whatever she's been wearing. That was that Kill Bill last Friday, right? That was pretty cool. <clears throat> uh, Alexa's playground last night with Charlotte. Charlotte ripped off Charlie's head, and she's going to beat some sense back into Alexa. Alexa stopped Charlotte from ripping off Lily's head and proceeded to DDT her. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Who do you got in this one, John Nakani? This one is really tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte retaining here. I, I'm thinking she doesn't have another short title reign. You know, she gets it for she gets a carry for a couple of months at least. Mm-hmm. Ryan Joy. God, I don't know. Um, if we pick Charlotte, that tends to mean we're getting Charlotte versus Becky at Survivor Series, probably. Um, I'm going to pick Charlotte. I already picked the title change. All right. John Smith. Yeah, I'm going with Charlotte also. I think they want her as the champ at Survivor Series. See, I don't think they do. I think they want Alexa Bliss. We haven't seen Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch in probably about five years. Um, oh, don't remember. Also, was yeah. that? Yeah, well, it was, it, was, it was a different Alexa Bliss back then. Different Becky Lynch, too. But uh, also, the rumors going around, I don't even know. I haven't heard anything about this in a while. But if they're doing the Queen of the Ring tournament and they're going to be sending Charlotte, she doesn't need the championship to win this. Then. You just send her to Saudi Arabia with everybody. I might just go nuts. Yeah. About that time. Am I good now? About that time. So yeah. this. Uh, SmackDown tag team titles. The Street Profits recent win over the Usos via disqualification. Uh, Roman has them more concerned with the new day that passed the week or so. Maybe uh, something will happen this Friday. But Ryan, enjoy it quickly. Who do we got? I'm going to pick Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, no reason to take it off from John the County. 
Uh, I don't have any other title changes here, so give me the Street Profits. What the hell? Street Profits were once unbeatable at one point, John Smith. Yeah, I am wearing my Uso shirt right now, but uh, this one's hard to pick. Um, I I think I'm going to go with the Street Profits with the, with the with some interference from the New Day. Wow. Okay. That'd be fun. <laughs> Uh, Roman Reign was on Raw beating the New Day in a six-man tag team match with the Usos, then beating Big E and Lashley in a triple threat. Roman has a scheduled match with Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Roman Reigns is worried about Brock Lesnar showing up to Extreme Rules. I feel a demon in the tag is coming this Friday to set up Sunday's title contest. There's also an Extreme Rules match. Uh, this is such an interesting match to me. I, I'm not betting against Roman, but just what the hell are they doing? I This... I don't the, – the demon is unbeatable. He's lost – I've said this a couple times on air. Throughout the, he's lost once, and that's because he had to drop the title to go from NXT. They named the show after him, the end, to get called up to the main roster, only to win the universe. The demon is unbeatable, Ryan Joy, and now you're putting up against the head of the table, who is unbeatable, and eh, and then Brock oh, Lesnar's in the wings. Like, this is crazy. So I know you're throwing it to me, but with that setup, does that mean you're picking the demon? I'm not – Roman's the safe bet. I'm going safe on this one for once. Yeah, yeah. I, I got Roman Reigns in this. I think that this is – I think I even – I had it in the graphic up until uh, they added the extreme rule stipulation. But I think this is the Roman Reigns resume builder. I think he just wants to be able to say, I conquered the demon. It, 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 that doesn't yeah. – <laughs> He doesn't need it? John Smith. He doesn't need it, though. No, exactly. He doesn't, and the demon doesn't need this either to be on Robin Reigns' resume. You know, John Smith. I'm going no contest. I think Brock Lesnar just destroys both of them 15 minutes into the match. Okay. An extreme rules match is going to be tough. I think that will be allowed. It's happened in Hell in a Cell matches before. That like, is this is fair, WWE we're talking very about. Very fair assessment, John Smith. That's, that's why. That's okay. All right. John the County. Yeah, I mean, this one's not the layup that I'd love for it to be with Roman names, uh, with Roman Reigns' name there next to the little C for champion, but I'm going to stick with Roman. Okay, we are going to wrap this up quickly so we can get everybody ready for NXT 2.0. The primetime rundown. Let's, let's get this up here. Boom. Get them to show Wait, do you want Maggie's picks? Yes. What are we right or are we wrong here? Yes, that's exactly right. Thank you. Roman Reigns, Charlotte yes. Flair, Becky Lynch, Damian Priest, Jimmy and Jay, Liv Morgan. So she's not picking any title changes, and she's got Liv Morgan. And she's got Liv. That's a smart pick, Jersey girl. All right, Maggie. Good job, Maggie May. <laughs> yeah, she's named after the Rod Stewart song, even though you sing that. Just switch to Wake Up, Maggie. Go ahead. Uh, the primetime rundown powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzinga, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca is now airing at 7 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the wide world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. With this, we have invaded the primetime rundown, and we are part of the little inter-Eastern Observer football survivor pool. We all nailed it last week. Well, except Gary. We forgot to explain to him again. Football is not what he thinks it is. Gary went with Liverpool. That didn't happen, right? But uh, the six of us 
we nailed it six and oh so that put us up to ten and two and uh they did pretty well themselves they went five and one i believe uh so we actually have a three-game lead over the primetime rundown who calls us one trick ponies i don't think anybody does <laughs> tune in to the daily wrestling news show monday through thursday at 10 a.m to get your morning cup of joy of ryan with uh with ryan and his band of merry co-hosts as they sort through all the, the baloney uh, also right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. The Bias Land Brigade newsletter, over 4,500 subscribers received this weekly column. Make sure you go to minutesthebelltime.com to subscribe. The Bias Land Brigade, by Ryan, for you, for free. The Black Cats NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer, get their new, their, uh, their most recent album, right? I can change that now. It's been about a year. Their most recent album, Free Cake, and all of these music providers, Please go to Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Deezer to get the Black Cats NYC's new album, Free Cake. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the Eastern in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPick'em.com, play against your friends. Play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week, episode 73. We'll be back here at 6 p.m. on the same way you are watching us now. You can watch us next week. And also make sure that you tune in. We're going big for Bound for Glory. Uh, 3 p.m. special, Saturday, October 23rd. Let us be your pre-show to the being the elite before the impact, whatever pre-show they have there, whatever it's called. Um... Alexa Bliss, always in our hearts. Uh, I got you on Sunday. Let's do this. Ryan, Joy, anything before we leave? No. All good. All Enjoy right, John Smith. No, I got to go pick my kid up from football practice. See you guys. All right, there you go. Get out of here, pal. James Wheeler, see you next week, buddy. Sean, the comment, anything to me before you take us home? Uh, friend of the show, Marina Tucker versus Tay Conti tonight on AEW Dark. Yes. Ever up, Marina. Ever up. Ever up, Marina. Ever up. John the kind of take it home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Oh, guys. Anyone will ever get shot at a wedding ever again, or is this just a one-time thing? It's